the only the only football thing that I had was just something fun that I saw. I don't know if you guys seen this like this person that did a coin flip predictor for the Jets season, and they're like one hundred percent correct at this point. So they did they did a coin flip predictor at the beginning of the season, put it out, and people have been keeping track of it. And at this point, they're a hundred percent. Um, I just wanted to give you guys like the remaining games that the coin flip picked. And I want to see if you guys think this is going to bust at some point. So next week they play Chicago and the coin predicted them to lose, which I don't know if it necessarily is a, it would be wrong. Cause I think that the way they played against new England and Justin Fields has been kind of tearing it up as of late, but then they have them going on a one, two, three, four, five game win streak where they went against teams like Minnesota, Buffalo, and then Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. And I don't know if I see the Jets beating Minnesota or Buffalo, but I don't know. And then they well, have speaking them. of the Jets, sorry, not to uh, – I never mind. You weren't done with your topic yet. No, you're good. I just didn't know what you guys thought. Of, like, thought it was cool that it's 100% or if you think they'll, they'll kind I mean, of follow. Statistically, it's interesting because the odds are that, you know, eventually you're going to get one wrong. But, I mean, if it's a coin toss, you have a 50% chance of being right each time. Yeah. So Because they, they have they have them going 11-6. and six. They have them winning the wild card matchup, winning the um, divisional round, and then losing in the AFC Championship, which is like – which I would say is crazy, but, I mean, they're, they're what, like – they're like 5-4 and four right now, so – I don't think it's out of their own possibilities, but I don't know. What do you want? What do you want to talk about the Jets? Um, did you guys see that the Jets head coach has not committed to uh, Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback next week? I wouldn't either, dude. He no, he's been shocker, I, I saw shocker. The quarterback from BYU, who really wasn't even that good in college, is not good as a professional quarterback. This is crazy. Who would have right. saw this coming? <laughs> so I, like what? Well, like I, I think it, it says a lot about the state of the team. Like it's impressive that they're six and four, but when all right, so I'm I'm looking at at the comparison stats with with him and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco hasn't played since what week three, and Zach Wilson only has three hundred more passing yards than Joe Flacco. Didn't he only have like he still, he still has this he, week? He still has he still has one less passing touchdown than Joe Flacco, who again hasn't played since week three. Yeah, I don't. I, where's 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 Mike White? Like, what what are we doing right now? I, no, you know, you know what, you know what the Jets should have done at the trade deadline. Go get, um, oh my god, what's his name from? He, he played for Jacksonville. Gardner um, Minshew. Why, yeah, go get Gardner Minshew. Why does Gardner Minshew not have a job? What happened? This this is <laughs> this is the crazy. I, we talk about this all the time, and I know we're not the only ones who say this. Why why does he not have a job? What what happened? Yeah, like, like who, who's whose coffee did he shit in? Where he he's like not getting a starting job. Like he like I'm not saying that Jacksonville was undefeated when he was there, but. He was the only reason they were relevant. He was the only reason they won games. Like he I I like how does how does Taylor Heineke have a job and Gardner Minshew doesn't? Like I like Taylor okay, Heineke. But, but, but Taylor like, Heineke's been good though. 
But he, but he hasn't. I don't. I don't think that he's in his time that we've seen him play. I've seen Gardner Minshew play better. Like that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't understand. What, yeah. Like, and you, you have, you have quarterbacks like, like Kenny Pickett for the Steelers is starting to get a little bit better. But I think Gardner Minshew would still be better than him. Like mm-hmm. when you look at, you look at the Jets. I think Gardner Minshew would start for that team immediately. You look at, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's so. It's so weird to me. It's just I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, like Carolina, Gardner Mitchell would be a way better quarterback than any of the quarterbacks they have on that roster right now. And mm-hmm. I mean, Baker Mayfield shat the bed against the the Ravens this past week, and you think that he would play a little bit better because he's played against them so many times before. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think if I'm the Jets this off season. You know, you, you look at the talent that you have on this team. You have Brees Hall, who will be coming back, you know, hopefully early to mid-next season from his ACL injury. You have a, a clear number one in Garrett Wilson, and you have a defense that's really good. I'm going out, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a quarterback. Probably going to have to to sign one in free agency, but I'm moving on from Zach Wilson. Do you, do you think Jimmy G's a good fit there? I think honestly, I think Jimmy G is just a good fit pretty much anywhere. Yeah, like he he's he's the kind of quarterback that yes, he's not going to throw for five hundred yards in a game. He's not going to throw for fifty touchdowns. He's not Josh Allen, but he doesn't really turn the ball over. He he knows how to win. He he does enough to get the job done and put his team in positions to win. And this yeah. team has shown the the Jets have shown that if they're put in a position to win, they're a team that can get the job done. Mm. So I I think. But that's yeah. something that Jimmy G is healthy, which that offensive line is still solid. Yeah, I mean the Jets. The Jets have a pretty good offensive line. I mean, they they traded for James Robinson. So when Brees Hall comes back next year, you'll have a you know a two headed run game in James Robinson and Brees Hall. You have Garrett Wilson at wide receiver. If you add another wide receiver piece in that room, and then. You know, on defense, I think they're pretty solid. They could probably use a few more pieces, but that's a team that I think if you add an actual quarterback that you don't need somebody who is going to be, you know, a top five quarterback. You just need somebody who's not going to turn the ball over and can actually throw the ball. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Zach Zach Wilson at, at this point is better at bagging moms than he is bagging wins. And I don't – I just don't – We're just throwing the ball in general. He had 77 passing yards last week. I, yeah, I don't – I don't know, man. It's That's insane. But, again, I'm not I'm not shocked. I, I didn't – when everybody was – like the football experts were like, yeah, he's going to be so good. I'm like – What are you looking at? Well, like, I, I don't understand why this – because he, he was drafted like like third overall, wasn't he? Second. Second, yeah. That's it. I I don't I don't understand. <laughs> imagine, dude, imagine Justin Fields on this team. That's how I don't imagine Justin Fields on any team. I just any team that was that like the 49ers, like they picked Trey Lance over him. I, I don't yeah. I, I just don't I don't understand. It, that that was so weird to me that that he felt like that because I'm like okay. Well, what what really doesn't make sense to me is the 49ers taking Trey Lance. Like he, yes, he looked good on tape, 
but he didn't play during the COVID year. And you had him sit all of last year. So they went into this year with a guy that thought they thought was going to be their future who hasn't played football in two years. And he was a project. And they went into this thinking that it was going to work out. Unfortunately, he got injured. But even if he would have been able to play most of the season, I really don't think he would have been playing that well. Because, again, he hasn't played in two years. He's never played in the NFL. I think the smarter move would have been to go get Justin Fields. If you were that set on moving on from Jimmy G, which I really don't understand in the first place, but if you wanted to move on from Jimmy G, it would have been smarter to go get someone like Justin Fields, who was awesome in college. Um, you know, they, they wouldn't have been able to go get Trevor Lawrence because they traded up to three instead of one. But yeah, yeah. The, Justin Fields on this offense with Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, like that would be unstoppable. He would actually have an offensive line. Like I, I, I don't know, man. It's a, it's just a baffling one. And mm. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Now let's get into some soccer talk. Here you go, Dom. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Yes, David's like, shit, <laughs> soccer. <laughs> let's go and talk about the World Cup. And uh, first, like, I don't know if you guys watched any of the first games today. Obviously, U.S. tied Wales one-to-one, which is kind of disappointing but it is what it is not really that i'm kind of glad that they were able to, to at least get two points out of that or one point they should have won but that's besides the point i mean they should have won but wales is still a good team and the U- the u.s is still kind of new to being relevant or anywhere relevant in terms of soccer so yeah. i'm glad they were able to get you know at least a, a draw there but outside of that, you know, outside of your guys' opinion on the games this past, you know, today, but I guess just everything that's led up to this World Cup and then, you know, obviously we heard about just all the awfulness that went into making this happen and everything that was kind of coming out of them not letting people, you know, videotape things and, you know. Yeah, they, they stopped the freaking Belgian news source. Yeah, and I'm I'm surprised. A lot of people thought that they weren't going to let them tape the games. That was like, you know, show them on live TV. And I, I, I this just just an insane thing. So I'll, I'll give it over to you guys, see what your guys' opinions are on everything, and we'll kind of go from there. I think that if they wanted to hide things, they shouldn't have brought the biggest sports venue thing, whatever you want to call it, into their country. Yeah, they brought the the biggest sporting event, arguably the biggest sporting event in the world, to their country, and they're, and they're trying to cover everything up. Yeah, for absolutely garbage, shitty reasons. Well, I mean, it, it shouldn't have been there in the first place. It was only put in Qatar because of corruption, yeah. and they they paid off FIFA to get it. It makes no sense to have it in Qatar. One for the human rights violations that the country has a history of not only just, you know, what, what they did to, to build the stadium. So I think, I think what, 30,000 people died building the stadiums. And they um, yeah. on very low paying jobs, if not borderline slavery. They literally took all, their passports and made like, they forced them to stay. So they pretty much kidnapped people and made them build stadiums 
and gave them like no food, no water. And then when they died, they they put them in shipping containers and just like left their bodies there. Yeah. And it, they, they were not prepared to host the event. But also it makes no sense just from a, a football standpoint, because you know, the Qatar in the, in the summer is 120 degrees. You can't safely play the sport in the summer. So you have to move the World Cup to the fall when every other professional league is in the middle of the season. So now you're asking every professional league throughout the world to pretty much stop for two, two to three weeks for the World Cup and then resume the leagues that they were playing. Like, it, it makes no sense. What's it like? It, and it, it's just been a giant shit show. And you, um, we all know what went on with uh, a couple of days before they said that they weren't going to sell beer at the stadiums, even though, you know, before that they said that they were, then they backtracked on it. Now uh, Budweiser is going to be suing FIFA because uh, they were the official beer supplier for the, for the world cup. Now they can't sell any beer. So Budweiser said, all right, whoever wins it, we're going to, we're going to give you all of the beer that we prepared for the world cup. And we're still going to sue FIFA. <laughs> let's go. Let's go USA. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, maybe, maybe, maybe if we offer free, um, free beer, the Americans will win. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad that we still have a World Cup. I'm still watching it just because it's soccer. It's my favorite sport. I'm I'm gonna watch it no matter what. It's just I, I hate that it's in Qatar and it, it should not have been there in the first place. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, I mean, I think I think after, um, after Qatar kind of won the bid, you know, in quotation marks, that kind of opened up the door for them to look into all the corruption, and hopefully they're, hopefully they've weeded it all out, or they're they're going to weed it out eventually. It's just, I I don't know. You can't. It it it. Sh- you're right. It should have never been there. It should have been in 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 a more major country. Whether that's, I I, I just, major one that. I guess well one 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 that has the capability of hosting it that doesn't that doesn't need you know that doesn't need to build a bunch of stadiums you know because they, they they literally had I think every stadium that people are that they're playing in right now they had to build over the past like four years they they weren't they weren't there already so it's I I don't even know like they don't have the infrastructure to handle all of the influx of people that have come into the country just to, to watch the tournament. Um, but also it should have gone to a country that doesn't have the history of human rights abuses that, um, that Qatar has. And it, it should be put in a country where you don't have to disrupt every other soccer league throughout the world mm-hmm. to be able to put the tournament on. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Maybe like, yeah, I don't know. It's, hopefully hopefully now going forward though there is less less of the the negatives i you know i i don't i don't want to like forget about what they did you know bad but i i do think that hopefully we can get to a point where we can watch the games and, and enjoy that as fans i know that we talk about it all the time when we have these dirt bags that that do this shit in sports and it it takes away from you know the accomplishments on a compliment ah can't talk accomplishments on the field 
and it takes away from just us being viewers and having fun watching it because there's all this other stuff that goes on in the background when it could you could they could have just been good decent humans about this whole process and and we could have felt good about watching you know the world cup and 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 supporting it and mm-hmm. just now 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 you know what price was paid for these these individuals to play in the world cup in Qatar. It's like over 30,000 lives. So how, how, how do we feel good as people, you know, watching it and supporting our, our country? Like, it's just, I, I don't know. It sucks. Yeah. So, and they're, they're basically calling it the, what was that music? The fire festival of FIFA soccer. Yeah. Basically people are just like sleeping in tents. Yeah. They're basically sleeping in tents. Yeah. And you you, like, it's, I, and I don't, I don't know who would even want to go over there because they're, they're basically like, you can't, you can't bash them on social media or like in public, the country itself. Mm -hmm. Like it's, uh, I mean, a ton of people are still there just out of, you know, their, you know, love of the sport and their devotion to their country. There are tons of people have gone there just to, to root for their home country. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Let's go ahead and move on, and um, let's quickly talk about Ronaldo and Manu. If you guys don't know, I basically he did an interview where he just like shit talk the whole organization, and um, now they're they're pretty much looking to release him and then sue him for um breach of contract i believe probably for what he said and that way they don't have to pay him his contract obviously um and just the the relationship that has gone on there since they 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 brought him back in hopes that he might be able to reinvigorate that organization that has been i don't want to say they they've been underperforming probably for the past 10 years to what they what they would have wanted to be at that's an understatement yeah um and i think they were hoping that he would reinvigorate them but he's really just caused more drama than what it's worth so i guess i'll, I'll turn it over to our soccer expert and dom and, and let him kind of i guess give a little bit more detail and background to what to what i kind of laid out i mean this this really doesn't surprise me i mean a, a couple of years ago when ronaldo came back they weren't an organization that was ready for a player of his stature they were, they were still an organization that was really dysfunctional. Um, they haven't really had stable management or any sort of structure uh, since their uh, manager, Sir Alex, Alex Ferguson, retired. Um, it, it's kind of been a dumpster fire for the past decade. Um, you know, you, you bring Ronaldo into that, and he, you know, he started his career at Manchester United. He comes back. He, he he doesn't know what the organization is like now. So he comes in, it's a completely different organization than what he was accustomed to when he was there early in his career. Um, and he comes back and it's a, it's a complete dumpster fire and they, they underperformed mightily last season. I, I think they would have been a lot worse if he wasn't on the team. Um, but also, you know, Ronaldo has a tendency to be a little bit of a crybaby, and we're seeing that now. Um, you know, this past season, Manchester United brought in new management, and he 
Ronaldo didn't like how he was being treated by management. He didn't like that, you know, he actually had a manager that was actually demanding more from the team and was changing how the organization was run because it kind of needed to be changed. Um, you know, his one of his biggest complaints was during a preseason game, he was thrown in as a substitute in the last three minutes of the game. You know, apparently that, that was a big issue for him. Um, you know, I don't know how or why, but he feels like he was disrespected by the organization and he's throwing a temper tantrum in the media. And yeah, I, I don't blame as much as I hate Manchester United as a Manchester city fan. Um, I kind of don't blame them for wanting to buy out his deal. I mean, you look at all the drama that there was in the preseason if there were talks of him wanting out and we kind of saw the beginnings of all of this in the preseason United was adamant that they weren't going to sell him and that everything was going to be fine. Um, clearly it wasn't, and it's kind of gotten out of hand. Um, so I don't blame them for wanting to buy out his deal and, and honestly take him to court. Cause I, I think it's justified at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Where do you, where do you think he ends up once all this is done? I mean, I, I think Real Madrid would, would love to have him back. Juventus would probably love to have him back. Um, you know, I, he's still Ronaldo. He's still a, one of the better players in the league. Obviously, he's not as good as he used to be. Um, but just the the aura that he brings, um, I think a lot of big clubs would be interested in, in signing him. I don't think he's at the point yet where he'd want to go back to his home country of Portugal. Um, even though that that's where I really see him ending his career. Um, he's still, even though he's, he's in his upper thirties, he's still playing at a, well, he, well, last year he was playing at a pretty high level. Um, I, I, I could see him going back to Real Madrid for a year or two, then, you know, going go over to Portugal and play for Porto for a year. I guess as, so I'm going to ask you this question and I want you to answer it from two different viewpoints. So just as like a soccer fan in general, do you think that Ronaldo should regret picking Man U over Man City? And then as a Man City fan, are you upset? Or do you think that would you have liked to have him a part of your organization? You know what I mean? Originally as a soccer fan, well, one, Manchester City were never really in on Ronaldo. That was all just speculation. We were never trying to get Ronaldo. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think he made the clear choice of going for United because City were never in on him in the first place. Um, and as a City fan, I I am glad that we never got him because he he's the exact opposite of what this team has, has signed Ever since we, uh, the buyout in 2008, he's, you know, he doesn't really have good character. He's a, a bit of a drama queen. He demands the ball too much. And he, he just doesn't fit the style of play that we have. And I, he's too old for this team. Um, so I, I'm glad we didn't get him. It would have been a disaster if we did. Um, but like I said, we were never really in on getting him in the first place. All righty. Well, we'll um, I'm sure we'll talk about this again once everything is final and and he's off the team and maybe on a new team. So, but yeah, definitely interesting. One of the, I guess you can say one of the greats from football and 
he's kind of, I guess, shooting himself in the foot here at the end of his career when he should be kind of building up his, I guess, name for the outside. So when he's done, he can go out there and, and do something else on the outside of soccer. But I don't know. Definitely interesting. We'll follow it. But the last thing that I had um, for this episode was, I think, probably the biggest thing that we have going on this week outside of uh, the World Cup is the greatest rivalry of all time between uh, Ohio State and that team up north. So what do you guys think about the game, and uh, how do you think it'll end? I think that Michigan will probably definitely put up a a fight and a competition, and have a solid chance of winning, but being from Ohio and being in Ohio, a, I guess you could say base Ohio State fan, basic Ohio State fan, I want to see Ohio State win. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I want Ohio State to win. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. Um, I, you know, as much as I hate to say it, Michigan does have a good team. Um, I, I think we we've seen Ohio State kind of underperform in the last couple of weeks. You know, the the last two games have been well, not not so much against Indiana, but the game against Maryland was probably a little bit closer than uh, what it should have been. The game against Northwestern was closer than it should have been. Um, if, if this team can give a, a full sixty minutes, I think it it's going to go towards Ohio State's favor. Um, but again, they, they seem to be getting off to slow starts in the first half, and they can't afford to do that against Michigan. Yeah, I'm a little worried, guys. I Yeah, I, 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 I would be too. I think we've had this conversation about C.J. Stroud and whether or not he's a little overrated. And I'm going to say it now. I think C.J. Stroud would benefit from staying in college football another year. I think he needs, he needs another year of development. And not because I don't think he's not a good quarterback, but I just think that he's at the point in his career right now where last year he had two of the best wide receivers in college football, two guys who are in the NFL right now. And as rookies, they're being pretty productive while being on teams that don't really have a quarterback. So I think that he thought that he was going to be able to go out there and just throw the ball around and not really worry about who was catching it because they're just, they've been so blessed with wide receiver talent. And when you watch CJ Stroud make decisions, he's constantly throwing those 50, 50 balls. And when guys aren't four yards open on certain plays, then they, they don't know what to do. And when the play breaks down, he, he kind of just, panics and he either throws throws it away or he throws an incompletion in the dirt where nobody can go get it and it's just it's it's a weird thing to watch because you would have thought that he would have taken a bigger jump and you would see him really just dissecting defenses at this point and I'm just wondering if maybe Ryan Day made the wrong decision in having him be the starter last year instead of Quinn Ewers because of what Quinn Ewers was at Texas before he got hurt um, and kind of how he played this season. So I, I just, I don't know. I'm not I'm not super impressed with C.J. Stroud up to this point. I think he can, if he can come out and hopefully prove us wrong against Michigan, 
And then they don't have Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't think he's going to play for Ohio State ever again because um, he can't seem to figure out the leg. And I don't know if he's going to go out there and play because he doesn't want to hurt himself um, and and hurt his chances of being drafted high in the in the draft. And they are without basically their top two running backs unless they come back and play at 50%. Now, Hayden for Ohio State was the only reason that they won that game against Maryland last week because he was the only reason the offense was working. But you can't bank on a freshman running back to come in and save you against Michigan. You know, the, the team is going to have to play well as a whole. And I've I said it at after the first couple games, that secondary is so is so sus. It's so it's so weird to look at Ohio State team over the past like three years and they don't have any good any good people at the cornerback position because we've seen them produce people like um Denzel Ward, Marshawn Lattimore, you know, even even Eli Apple is starting for the Bengals at this point. Like we've seen guys go through there and be really good in the secondary. And I, I don't I just I think this is just a bad a bad recipe to go up against a Michigan team that plays tough. They play hard and, and they're, they're a good team. Like they're not bad. I don't think that they're, I don't think that, I don't think they'll win the national championship if they end up making it to the playoffs, but they're, they're a good team. They're a tough out for anybody. So I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. This is going to be, it's going to be a battle. Yeah. I mean, if CJ Stroud can, you know, take care of the ball, Marvin Harrison Jr. can keep doing what he's been doing. Um, yeah, I, I, if Hayden can even give seventy five percent of of what he gave us last week, just control the ball to keep Michigan's offense off the field. Don't you don't you don't need to go for the big play all the time, you know? Yes, just at a game like this, you keep possession. They uh, Michigan can't win if their offense isn't on the field. And I, I, I said this, like, once we started seeing the recruits that Ryan Day was bringing in, I don't necessarily think they're bad recruits, but Ryan Day, when Urban Meyer was there, Urban Meyer changed the way that Ohio State recruited. So Trussell and Ryan Day kind of do a similar thing where they go out and they really kind of recruit based on the offense and defense they want to run. They, they recruit based on scheme fit, which isn't necessarily bad, but... You're you're like you're kind of game changer deprived because what Urban Meyer went out there and did and said I don't really give a shit about scheme fit I'm just gonna go recruit the best possible recruits and then and then when they get here I'll see what their talent level is at whatever I'm gonna play them and then I'll make sure they're in the best position to be successful and he did and that's I think that's why we saw guys that were just just game wreckers I mean you. You had guys that came through here on the defensive line that we had three, three like three years in a row, or, or I guess Chase Young probably went a year after or two years after the Bosa, Nick Bosa, or something like that. But it was almost three years in a row where you had a, de- a defensive lineman taken in the top five of the draft. So, mm-hmm. I, and then and like I said, they they had they had cornerbacks who were taken in the first round like almost every year for like three or four years. And I think the only thing that stayed consistent is is the wide receiver room has always pretty much been consistently good. And I I don't know. It's just the the offensive line is. I will say the offensive line and the quarterback position has upgraded with Ryan Day, but it seems like the rest of the team is 
is not what it what it needs to be. And there's no game changers on on the defensive side of the ball. And and there's nobody that you can go out there and be like, yeah, there's no Chase Young that's going to go out there and just destroy the other team. There's no Bosa brother that's going to go out there and and get you four sacks in a Michigan game. It's just not. I, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried that we're going to lose this, and then we're not going to make the college football playoff. And we'll be on the outside looking in, watching Michigan play another college football playoff when it should be us in there. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, the loser of Ohio State-Michigan is not going to make the playoffs. It, it, um, I, as long as TCU wins out and USC has been, you know, un- unbelievable um, the last couple of weeks, I, I think yeah. – I think they have a really good shot to to get in. Um, and you 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 have to you have to be undefeated in the Big Ten because I don't think what people realize either is that that LSU in Alabama right now, depending on how they do this next week, if whoever wins and whoever loses, or if they both win, then LSU gets to play in the SEC championship. But if one of those guys beats Georgia, then there's a conversation to be had there with do you do you let whoever beat Georgia and Georgia into the college football playoff, because I, because you, I, I don't know what you would do in that situation, but there's that we, you talked about USC and if TCU stays undefeated, then what do you do with them? So there's, there's, there's no room for a second big 10 team. No, I mean, if, if certain things shake out the way that they're going to shake out and I, I, I mean, if I had to put any money on it, Georgia is going to beat LSU. As good as a team LSU is, I think Georgia's still going to beat them. Um, and then you'll have TCU, who's who's going to win out. I don't see them losing a game. And then they gotta, I see they, they got to play Oregon though. They got to play Oregon in the in their in their conference championship. So, I'm not I'm not impressed by Oregon. But they're not they're not a bad team. And T and TCU they're not, a, not they're not a bad team either. But. TCU has not been like beating people like like they're they're not like they they've been pulling out wins. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's out of their own possibilities that Oregon could could drop them. And then what do you what do you do with Oregon at that point? You know what I mean? Like yeah, I just, or you're, you're not going to put a two loss or the, the only conference you can make your argument for a two loss team getting into the playoffs is the SEC. I know. I think you're not think, you're not putting you're not putting a two loss Pac-12 team. Oregon Oregon only playoffs. has one loss. Oregon is nine and two right now. Looking at the college football rankings, who they who they lose to? I don't know. Anyway, they they lost to Washington, thirty-seven. Oh, that's right. They lost to Washington. Yeah, you, you're not you're not putting a two-loss Pac-12 team in the playoffs. No matter they they could beat Georgia, like forty-two to to seven, and I don't think that they'd get in. Didn't didn't was it wasn't it Oregon that got completely destroyed by Georgia? The beginning of the season, or was that Baylor? No, it was Georgia. It was forty-nine to three. Yeah. <laughs> so I, at this yeah. point, I think it's going to be Georgia, the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU and USC in the playoffs. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't see USC losing a game the rest of the way, and I don't see, I don't see USC losing a game the rest of the way. Yeah, that'll be fun. But David, what do you think? Honestly, I don't know what to think at this moment because I'll be honest, I outside of paying attention to Ohio State every now and again, I don't watch college football that much. And I'm just right now focused in on 
whether or not they'll be Michigan. That's fair. Well, I was I was hoping before we got done that they would put out the the CFP rankings, but it it they're still not out, and I don't understand what happened. So, <laughs> I, mean, I I really don't see much changing. <laughs> I mean, Tennessee's gonna fall. I think they'll they'll probably fall outside the top fifteen. But other than that, I think everything else will pretty much stay the same. I mean, it was good while it lasted for Tennessee, so. That sucks. I, I, I thought that was pretty – dude, the, the SEC is so overloaded now. I don't – what are they – I just don't know what we do going forward with them because it's it's hard It's hard not to sit there and, and you're, it's going to be hard not to sit there and not be able to like be like, yeah, you can't have a two-loss – Alabama in there if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship because you're like they didn't it's not like they lost to bad teams like they lost to quality teams and it's not like they got blown out they just lost in in a last minute like field goal or touchdown so I I don't know it's interesting but do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about no that was pretty much it cool I didn't notice outside of the FIFA World Cup and all the shit storm stories that come out of it. No, yeah. not really. Yeah, that's just a whirlwind of poo. I don't know. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that more in the future. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, everybody. I, I definitely probably will break this into two episodes. It's about two hours long. So, It'll be two episodes, so you guys don't have to listen to a two-hour-long episode. (laughs) But, uh, again, we thank you guys for listening to our episodes. Um, When we make posts, we post a link. You can click on that link. It'll take you to all our different social media pages, and it'll take you to all the links to where you can find our podcast. And then, as well, when if you follow us on Facebook, make sure to give us a rating. You can give us a one to a five-star. Be accurate. Give us good notes, good feedback. That's something that we don't normally get is feedback. So we don't even know if what we're doing you guys like. So let us and know. Get involved in our posts because we do like to post some random stuff as well. Yeah. And we communicate back and forth with you guys. So definitely, definitely let us know how you guys are feeling. And and if we if we suck, let us know because maybe we'll just stop if we suck that bad, or maybe we'll try to get better. Who knows? But uh <laughs> or if you like what we're doing, let us know so that we don't so that we feel good about ourselves, I guess. <laughs> so, but other than that, this was Let's Talk Sports. I'm Nick. I was joined by Dom and David, the double D, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Let's Talk Sports. Thank you for listening to another Deep Dive Sports show. Make sure to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow our YouTube channel for more amazing content. Lastly, make sure you leave us a comment. We love hearing what you have to say. And as always, until next time, Deep Dive Sports listeners. 